right, all right, all right. It's 536 with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 65. It's uh, 41 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I meant to buy a box of cigars and a bottle of booze so we could welcome uh, Michael Dobbs here and send him off on his retirement. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll bring his own. I'm pretty sure... There's enough people doing the very same thing for him. It's uh, BYOCB day. It's bring your own cigars and booze day. (laughs) Michael Dobson, reminder, is retiring as the managing editor of The Reminder, and uh, he'll be joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's actually a lot to talk to Michael Dobbs about, not just about his retirement. No, he's he's in the know. He's one of them uh, busybodies that likes to get in everybody's business. And we'll get into his business coming up after 8 o'clock. I also think that today, perhaps... Open lines. What? Yes. No way. Yes. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear what people say. <laughs> it's 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 65. But tomorrow, uh, cloudy with some rain showers throughout the day and a high of 57. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, just because Bruce Willis retired after his aphasia diagnosis doesn't mean we've seen the last of him. Well, sorta. Last year, he sold the rights to his image to an artificial intelligence company called Deep Cake. And how much did he sell his uh, likeness for? Hang on a second. Deep Cake? That's the name of your company? Well, who doesn't like cake? Well, that's like when we do that, uh, what's it rhyme with? Instead of saying deep bake, you say, uh, deep cake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard us do that. Uh, and you asked me this off the air. It is unclear if he did this after or uh, after learning of his diagnosis or before. So they don't know whether he did that. Yeah, I don't know. Anything. But if it says last year, well, we don't know when he was diagnosed. When he was... Well, we learned about it this earlier in the year. So it could have happened. He could have been diagnosed with it like a couple of years ago. Too. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, so how, much is, how much is he getting off of this? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, there's basically a digital twin of Bruce that can be used to make new film projects, but his estate does get a final say in what's done with it. So at least there's still somebody making a decision because that would give somebody just carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want with you. Have you ever seen these things? Yeah. It's uncanny how it's, how accurate it is. It's scary how accurate it is because think about how like that could affect information being spread to, uh, you know, in an evil way. You know, you want to do that whole <laughs> or, sinister. Um, or imagine being set up legally. Yeah. You know, like uh, all of a sudden uh, your face shows up in someone's, uh, you know, ring camera. Right. Yeah, like you're you're stealing packages on Amazon, but they use your face and some dude's body. Hey, it was him. That's going to be scary, too. I don't like like this. Uh, So basically, there's uh, the digital twin. To make AI Bruce Deepcake used content from Die Hard and the Fifth Element, so he looks how he did in those movies. At the time, Bruce said, quote, 
I like the precision of my character. It's a great opportunity for me to go back in time. I could communicate, work, and participate in filming, even being on another continent. It's kind of scary, though, that, uh, you know, where's the, the ethical yeah. line in this whole thing? The good news is, is that you'll still be able to see great Bruce Willis acting projects. That's right. the best part. If there's any comfort in this, let it be that. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Queen Elizabeth died a few weeks ago. When? A few weeks ago. Why uh, am I only hearing about this now? Is T- this a 22 story? Yes, because there's other details. TMZ posted her death certificate yesterday, and we finally know what took her out. It wasn't Charles or Meghan or somebody who had a beef with her over Diana. It was... She died in bar fight. Old age. She died of old age. You're sure she didn't die in a bar fight? No. But how surprising is that? A 96-year-old woman dies of old age. Didn't see that coming. Snuck right up on that 96-year-old lady when none of us were looking. If she were alive today, how old would she be? She never would have made it. It's uh, kind of interesting that old age is the only cause of death listed, though. Usually they get more specific. You know, like heart attack or, you know, something. Yeah, but, you know... uh Old age does happen to a lot of old people. Of course, you know, they're in a position of authority where they could pretty much write down whatever they wanted to and who would challenge them on are you, that. Are you really going to do an autopsy to figure out what actually killed her? You yes. really going to do that? What, do you, what if uh, Andrew poisoned her? Mumsy, don't let me get put, taken away by the Epstein people. I think Andrew's got enough problems already. Uh, Steve-O has done more than a few ridiculous stunts and he regrets none of none of it. Except some of the ones that he's ashamed of. So he does have regrets. That's kind of a stupid way to put that. He says, quote, wasting first responders' time. Those are going to be the stunts I regret. What about uh, stapling your scrotum to a floor? I would would regret that almost instantly. I don't know. Probably the dumbest thing he ever did mess around with was rocket fuel, which resulted in severe burns and skin graft surgery mm. on 15% of his body. Yeah, that seemed like a bit, a bit of a mistake. He he's uh, he says, quote, My overdeveloped need for attention outweighs my desire for comfort. I didn't go to the hospital for five days, and it was the most horrific five days of my life. Who is that? Steve O. Unsound like him? Yeah, it's wow. I was wondering what you were going with that. But he adds, quote, I absolutely don't regret that. He's hyping his new book, A Hard Kick in the Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a literary triumph yeah. that must be. You know what? At least he's staying true to form. It's true. not like he's stepping back going, all of that was fake and I didn't do any of it. No, I don't think no. I don't think burning 15% of your body was faked. Uh, Trevor Noah is leaving The Daily Show after seven years, but there's no word when his last episode will be. He was also uh, spotted kissing Dua Lipa on Wednesday night. The biggest surprise of all this is people didn't even realize he was still hosting The Daily Show after seven years. Uh, I I didn't even know the show was still on, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm truth. getting at. Um, it, it is kind of weird, you know, when he... When you think somebody has long gone from a position... I honestly didn't think the show was even on anymore because I don't watch Comedy Central anymore. I don't have cable. I cut the cord. Yeah. Well, I got Comedy Central, but once Jon Stewart left the show, there wasn't much reason for me to stick around. No offense to Trevor Noah, but Jon Stewart, you're not. Well, Jon Stewart had a way of presenting things and uh, being more of a showmanship. 
Right. Where Trevor Noah was more like calm gotcha moments. Mm. I don't know. I don't like that. Jessica Simpson got her weight under control with the help of a nutritionist. She said, quote, I needed to get my eating habits right. I feel younger, actually. I feel so much younger. I feel like my old self before I had children and all the hormones going wild. I feel so much younger. She said it four times. I feel younger. I don't think anyone's expecting an intellectual discussion with this woman. Uh, Bruce Springsteen recorded an album of soul covers. It's called Only the Strong Survive, and it comes out November 11th. Bruce said it made him realize he really does have a decent voice. Oh, let's get him on the show. Uh, is uh, a decent voice, is that worth $4,000 a ticket? To sit on the floor? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm just... Uh... Not not decent enough voice for that kind of price, do you think? Even someone with a great voice isn't worth paying $4,000 for a ticket. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya! Our accredited 1,500 miles northwest of the Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 609. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with some rain showers and a high of 57. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the managing editor of The Reminder, Michael Dobbs, will be joining us after 8 o'clock. He's retiring that, from that uh, position. He'll still write from time to time, but he'll be uh, in here after 8 o'clock to talk about that and a couple of other uh, stories that, uh, that we've been following. And also, a very good chance that after 7 o'clock, it's Open Line Friday. What? I know. I don't have I know. Uh, so yesterday I'm watching, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to watch the Dahmer uh, series on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I got uh, maybe 10 minutes into it uh, and then, uh, you know, realized my, my kids were going to be coming home soon, so I couldn't really watch that. <laughs> You yeah, know. it's it's not the kind of thing you want to uh, no, you don't watch wanna... with the kids in the house. No, well, see, here's the thing: I don't, I have these, I don't really get to watch a lot of shows because of the fact, you know, that I have kids in the house and I only have one TV. Sure, um, that I use. I have another TV that I, I don't like having a TV in the bedroom. There is one in my bedroom, but I never use it. See, we got a TV in our bedroom. We yeah. we use it all the time. There's something about like falling asleep and then like waking up with bad dreams because you're like in the movie, whatever you're watching. So if I fall asleep watching the Dahmer docu series, is it a docu series? It's really more of a. It's yeah, more of a. And no, it's a. It's like a docu series. Well, no, it's not a docu series. It's a, it's, it's a, a it's a dramatic recreation. Dramacruary. I don't. I don't even know what they call it. I don't know, but either way, uh, I couldn't watch that. But I did find uh, Facing Nolan, which was uh, really cool. It was all about Nolan Ryan, who's obviously one of the best pitchers to ever, ever. walk the face of the planet, you know. And just, it's always funny to me to like get a behind-the-scenes look at somebody. You know, you see a lot of these like baseball players, and you know, you find out what kind of like jerks they are behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and uh, you know they're just all in it for the money and whatnot. Because um, you know that's what money does to you. Yeah, but you know, back then <laughs> in the early part of his career, yeah. all these baseball players needed a job in the off season because I, they couldn't and, make ends meet. And that was the thing that was most surprising to me. Like he won the World Series with the Mets. And he was only making $7,000 a year. Now, you compare that <laughs> to anybody today, yeah. even the lowest paid player makes at least six figures, you know, just for being on the team. Yeah, meanwhile, Aaron Judge can say to the Yankees, no, that 
two hundred million dollar contract. Right. That that simply won't do. That that that's what I'm talking about. But 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 Nolan Ryan and uh, you know he was he married his high school sweetheart. They've they're still together after fifty something years or sixty years or something like yeah. that. It's crazy. But what a good person he is. He's not like this. Like, like he went and did that baseball thing. He, you know, somebody told him, you know, oh, you got some talent, you know, make sure you keep going and doing this thing. And then he'd come back after, after winning the World Series, he had to go get a job as an HVAC tech. Not that there's anything wrong about being an HVAC tech. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty decent career anyway, because right. you have to know a lot of things to, in was, order was, to. Was he throwing like balls of dust at vacuum cleaners? Just yeah, to, probably. Just to, to bone up on. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> And watch it! Watch out for <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy had the guy had uh, great power. Um, but it, it, what an unbelievable story about just what a good like human being he yeah. is. He he did a lot of like good things for people. He raised a family, you know, with good values and and turned away the money. He turned away the money in order to be closer to his home and his family. Like, there's not a lot of people that would do that. You know, they're, they're like, hey. Hey, uh, wife and kids, you're coming with me to yeah. whatever city we're moving to. Most of these guys, you know, especially following like when, you know, free agency really hit and, and everything. You know, most of these guys always follow the money and say, you know, I'm going to get what's coming to me. Yeah. But you got a guy like this who, I mean, he wanted to plan for a, you know, a bunch of teams, you know, over the course of his career. But, you know, he never just did it because he wanted to make more cash. Right. He did it because he was either traded or was a free agent and, and just wanted to stay closer to home. And that's why he was, you know, play with, uh, you know, Texas and Houston. And, uh, I mean, yeah, the angels and the Mets, those were not exactly real happy years for the guy, but once he was able to get back to Texas, he was right. pretty, he was pretty damn happy. The, the one time I, I did see him pitch live once. Yeah. And, uh, it was for his 300th win and it was in Milwaukee. It was in, uh, back in 1990. And at the end of the game, everybody that was there, received a certificate that says I was at Nolan Ryan's 300th win. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, the uh, the team or Major League Baseball had so much confidence in the Milwaukee Brewers yeah. losing this game that it, that these were all printed up on, you know, heavy card stock and four colors. It was right. a, a commemorative thing. And, you know, he wound up winning like 24 games by the end of his career. But it was cool to watch this guy, even in his at his age, he was like 43 years old. He still throwing like heat past these guys yeah like you wouldn't believe like kind of like in the same way like tom brady hasn't yeah. slowed down that much over the years nolan ryan on a you know it, it was the same way right and he wasn't taking steroids he wasn't doing any of that stuff the guy was just a freaking nature that could still throw a hundred mile an hour fastball right past you without even be you able to, to blink your eyes and swing at it yeah and just watching all the different highlights and all the different situations that he was in and like getting out of these these tough spots you know for the for the team like yep. oh, i yeah, bring him in and you know but you know he ages and he gets older and that's that's basically what the doc what the documentary is about saying you know time eventually catches up with you yeah. And he and he was one of those few guys that got better over time versus getting worse as you as you get older. And then finally at the end there he starts losing control of the pitches and whatnot. And then they're showing this one this one particular fight that he got in and it was it was um he was losing control of the ball a lot and he was hitting a lot of pitchers. And the White Sox had this agreement. The first there's a bounty on Nolan Ryan. If 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 you if you're the first guy to get hit, 
then you get five hundred dollars if you charge the mound. So they they, they gave the, the they're they're amongst each other. They're offering each other five hundred dollars to go charge the mound. Right. And Robin Ventura gets up and he's at bat and he gets whacked right in the shoulder on the first pitch and. You see him walking away from the plate, almost like kind of thinking about it, and then he just does it. And then the whole team – and then Nolan Ryan puts him in a headlock and he just starts pounding on him like this. I remember. And then everybody pig piles on each other. Yeah. And he says – he goes, that was probably one of the scariest moments of my life, thinking I'm never going to – my face is in the dirt. I'm never going to get up out of this position. Yeah. And he's like, and all of a sudden, I just – feel like this pair of arms lifting me up out of the crowd and it was Bo Jackson who lifted who saved him from being suffocated under this pig pile of baseball players. Wow. Unbelievable story and and <laughs> and even you know and then he's you know he's receiving all these awards and you know he's probably you know in his late 60s when he's when he's doing this speech and he's like uh He's like, yeah, I know we all not used to get along together, but hey, thanks for showing up to my <laughs> to my little party here. But it, but but just a, a very humble and grateful person, and it's always nice to see that 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 fame didn't let him get away from what was important in his life. I thought that was really cool. I'm not gonna name a whole <laughs> lot of names here because uh, you know the funny thing is, I mean, it when you hear about someone who is a, a decent human being. In in uh, in Major League Baseball, yeah, it almost sometimes seems like the same kind of aberration you'd expect in real life with actual people. When someone's yeah. like supremely nice and goes out of their way to be nice, because I remember hearing stories about certain uh, you know, Hall of Fame players, yeah, and what scumbags they were. I mean, like like for example, I I met a Hall of Famer. Uh, get, well, let's put it this way. I knew a Hall of Famer who uh, whose wife used to sleep with another Hall of Famer, right. and one of these Hall of Famers was talking about it to me, like we were like at some party, and, and and he's telling me about about this, and and the more I'm hearing about this, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy you're talking about was like one of my heroes, and now you're chipping away at this guy, yeah, and I'm thinking, oh my god, what. A- I almost rather not hear this story because yeah. it destroys that 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 uh, the 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 plateau the the the, yeah. the, 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 the 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 dreams I had of this guy. You know, and that and that's the funny thing about like especially being in this business where when you finally talk to some like we have a little bit more of a chance to talk to some of these celebrities and and people that we grew up watching or what in whatever aspect whether it be sports or entertainment or acting or whatever. But when you finally meet these people, you're like, wow, this is what this guy is like, or this is what this person is like. Dice Clay was the perfect example of that. Yeah. That was a guy that I, you know, grew up listening to. My, I would steal, there was eight years difference between my brother and I. So he was already a teenager, and I'm like, you know, 10 years old, and I'm stealing the tape, this Dice Clay tape, going, oh my God, listen to these nursery rhymes. You know, I shouldn't be listening to this stuff at 10 years old. But that's how you get interested yeah. in things. And I held on to that for the longest time. And then, you know, finally, like, you've been given this gift of, hey, you get to open for this guy. The guy that I've been, like, idolizing yeah. almost in a way for, for many, many years. The guy that filled Madison Square Garden for, like, three straight nights. Right. Yeah, that and, guy. Uh, and, you know, here he is at the Hookie Lao in Chicopee, and I'm all like, yay. And he's like, get out of here. You know, he's doing it. You know. Yeah. He just, he's, he was... <laughs> 
you like you'd like to think that most of it is just an act, but it's not an act with him. He's just like a jerk. Yeah. And and it sucks. It sucks to find that out. And that's, you know, that whole adage of never meet your heroes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's true. Because have you ever met somebody other than other than that particular story that you met and you're like, wow, well, this guy's kind of I mean, I don't, I don't even want to say the guy's name because I, I don't want to embarrass Raleigh Fingers. But if I did, oh, oh Jesus. What did Raleigh Fingers smell like? Oh, Ooh, you don't want to do? I did ask him if I could touch his mustache. And he did said you? no. Um, yeah, no, I've I've met a couple that you thought, well, you know, you know, I kind of expected just a little bit of humanity out of you and I didn't get much out of it. But uh, off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of someone who is a, a, a real big jerk. But it's like, you know what? When you hear about a guy who's had that kind of success and they're still humble, and yeah. they're still, you know, you yeah. know, true to their family and true to who they were before all this fame and fortune hit, you have to kind of respect that because it's not the easiest thing to stay focused on when you are idolized by millions of people. It's it's really hard to to keep it all uh, together. I know for me it is. I mean, I, you know, my... My my greatness is very hard to hold on to all the time. You know, I, yeah. you know, it's so uh, it's a burden. Well, uh, but anyway, if you if you get a chance, I highly recommend you watching uh, facing no- facing Nolan. It's on uh, Netflix and uh, good documentary. It's uh, six twenty one with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two, Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty seven, and Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, now the weather's changing. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 65. It was going to be sunny, and then uh, all of a sudden, somebody took the sun away. What's going on with that? Yeah, I don't know. I and don't think then, it's going to be all that great. Uh, high of 65 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 56. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Michael Dobbs, the uh, soon-to-be-retiring managing editor of The Reminder, is going to be in the studio after 8 o'clock today. Michael's written a lot of stories over the years, including a very good one about the Mayflower Marathon. I have to say, mm-hmm. and I, I will tell this to him uh, right to his face, he did a fantastic job with that story about the Mayflower Marathon. He did indeed. He did. So uh, we'll congratulate him on that and talk about a bunch of other stories that are uh, that are going around town and also Open Line Friday coming oh, up next hour. Wow. We're excited about that one. Very Shut excited. Shut the front door, oh, Maxie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have uh, news next on Rock 102. It's here. The- 630. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Ian re-strengthened into a Category 1 hurricane yesterday as the storm set its sights on the South Carolina coastline. Oh, it's lovely down there at this time of year. Uh, yeah, except, except when a storm is beating down on the uh, on the beaches. Much of the low country began to feel impacts from the storm on Thursday by way of gusty winds, rain, and some coastal flooding. Those impacts are expected to increase uh, through the day today. The National Hurricane Center sent at its 5 a.m. update that Ian was moving north northeast at 9 miles per hour with 85 mile an hour sustained winds. The storm is located about 175 miles to the south, southeast of Charleston. You know, my uh, my view from the couch this morning was about how, you know, this is a devastating storm for the state of Florida. Yeah. You know, like Fort Myers just got, you know, wasted in this damn thing. And, uh, you know, you've got a loss of life. You've got loads of, of uh, property damage. But thank goodness they're going to play football in Tampa because I can't imagine anything that Helps a, a state recover more than watching Tom Brady play football. Hey, resilience always prevails with rich people. You're damn right about that. You're so right. 
I was just reading you this story off the air about how the CEO of this company called Postcard Mania down in Florida was trying to downplay the whole, oh, no, 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 we're not stopping production for this. This is a nothing burger. We are all going to feel safe. We've got important postcards to make. Well, uh, somebody also recorded her on video saying all of this and then posted it online, and then now they're, they're back, they backtracked, and they were allowed to have Wednesday and Thursday off. <sighs> she didn't want to get to the end of the quarter and go, wow, we stopped production for nothing because the media hyped up this hurricane. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, you know, and, and I'm sure you paid those people to work extra just to and avoid trying to save their families in your homes yeah. just so you can make some postcards. Uh, two teenagers are facing more than 20 charges of breaking into cars throughout Springfield. According to a news release from the police department, detectives have been investigating several groups of teenagers involved in car break-ins while driving around in stolen motor vehicles. On September 14th at around 2.30 a.m., officers were called to Barrington Drive for reports of individuals breaking into cars. The suspected vehicle was found at around 3.30 a.m. traveling on Wilbraham Road. As officers attempted to conduct a traffic stop, the driver refused to stop. The driver lost control of the vehicle. On Broadway Street in Chicopee, and five suspects attempted to run away. Police caught two of them, 16-year-old and a 15-year-old, though, uh, through, I'm sorry, through speaking with the witnesses and vi- victims and reviewing hours of video, the 16-year-old boy is facing 22 charges, and the 15-year-old is facing 24 charges related to breaking and entering into motor vehicles. Now, will they uh, be charged as adults? They will be sent to their rooms without any supper. That's harsh. Well, what, uh, wait a minute. What's for dinner? Well, uh, mom's making meatloaf. Oh, I love the meatloaf that mom makes. Our detectives' time and effort uh, working these cases, we hope, pays off. In these cases involving juveniles who are accused of victimizing dozens of our residents, we feel a GPS ankle bracelet with a curfew as time as these crimes happen in the middle of the night would be appropriate. I'd also like to commend our officers who are being uh, proactive in looking for, finding, and arresting those suspects. That's according to Springfield Police Superintendent uh, Cheryl Claproot. Superintendent? Yeah, that's a recent change. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I've been locked in a hole for six months and didn't really pay attention to anything. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, we just never heard about because, yeah, I just, we just didn't hear about them. I told you, like the it's like that first Chilean coal miner who came out of the hole. Like, ooh, <laughs> air. This is what the sunshine non- looks like. Non-recirculated air. Um, by the way, uh, Superintendent Claproot will be on this show. Next Shut up. week. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I can't look at the day right now, but well, that's it'll long be next overdue. Week. Long overdue. Mayor Sarno, Mayor Dom Dom said, once again, terrific work by our brave and dedicated Springfield Police Department. These juveniles were on a joyride in stolen vehicles, breaking into cars and stealing property throughout the city. The hard work from our SPD officers and the detectives paid off as they were able to locate and arrest these suspects. You Utes. Better get in that uh, that juvenile facility right now. That's the problem with some of these dingbats. You can see, uh, I can see a scenario. You get no gabagool tonight. I can see a scenario where uh, Dom Sarno, Mayor Dom Dom, yeah, uh, conducts his very own scared straight program for uh, for reckless juveniles. Mm-hmm. You know, where he sits them down. Uh, you know, like on a, at a like on a chair, and like a, you know, they, you know, they can't move. You know, maybe they're strapped in, so they can't move their arms or legs. And Dom just gets right in their face and yeah. shows them what they're for. You know, really gives them a piece of his mind to scare them straight, so yeah. they can go and uh, on the straight and narrow and uh, avoid a lifetime of 
legal calamity and entanglement. Yeah. Or what, you know, get them together for like a like a, a weekend retreat. Yes. Right? That's exactly what I'm talking Bring about. Bring them up, campfire, and he tells scary ghost stories. Let me tell you the story of the Asselins. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my friends. <laughs> this is just the gateway crimes that you're doing now. It leads to bigger things. You think it's a party now? You'll be spending time in that federal shooting no time. Bada bing, bada boom. Out, dom dom. That's it. Yeah. Uh, rallying together for each other, higher wages and better working conditions. That's what uh, educators in South Hadley public school system did yesterday afternoon. Teachers rallied at the high school to raise awareness that unionized staff have been working without a labor contract. Contract disputes have lasted over a year, uh, leaving the staff concerned about their futures. Uh, Myra Lamb, a South Hadley teacher, said at the end of the day, we have no choice but to advocate for, our, advocate for ourselves as they say we have to use our teacher voices. That time has come. And that's because our students' learning conditions are our working conditions. We hope we can come to a fast settlement that we need and that our students need. Yeah, it's like you can't strike during the day. You got to wait until after the school day's over. That's right. You know, that's uh, kind of. Tell you what, working overtime, being a teacher is no easy gig. I got to tell you that. That is a tough, tough gig. Can you yeah. imagine being in a, you know, locked in a room. With other people's children all day long. I guess it would depend how old they were. You know? Like, you're probably, uh, like, little kids are really cute. Yeah. But then, like, the ones when they get to, like, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. Middle school. Middle school. Oh, my God. That's when that's yeah. when kids become absolutely horrible. Unbearable. Good thing I'm not raising to it. Seventh and eighth graders are the worst. They, they are. <laughs> When the uh, Connecticut Department of Transportation was patrolling the highway on Monday, they didn't know what they were going to find next. According to uh, Connecticut State Police, an ATM was spotted on the side of Route 8 in Bridgeport by the DOT crew members. State police were called, and the troopers determined the ATM was stolen out of New Haven. I was going to say, when I first started reading this story, I'm like, they don't know where it came from? Like, how many ATMs are missing? <laughs> well, there's there's one that we know of. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they have bank envelopes at the bank going, have you seen me, this missing ATM? Yeah, we found him in pieces on the side of Route 8. Yeah, anytime I've heard of like a, like an ATM being stolen, it always ends the wrong way because you can steal an ATM, but most of these guys aren't smart enough to get inside the ATM. Well, uh, the, the way this thing was, somebody did get inside of the ATM. Like, it was in pieces along the side of the highway. But it's like, you dropped it here? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe they just it, felt like they had to ditch it. I, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of another situation where you would leave something on the side of the Oh, like a mattress. Like you say, you're carrying a mattress down the highway. Right. The thing falls off. You don't know what to do with it, so you just pull it over to the side of the road. Somebody might come along and take that. Well, didn't we hear a story earlier this week of somebody that had uh, like something valuable that they just stole in their car, and on the getaway they they dumped a bunch of stuff in the woods, thinking maybe I'll go back and get it later. Yeah, where was we were just talking about it. I yeah, I forgot remember. what the story yeah. was, but it was. <laughs> imagine, oh, I'll go back and get this ATM. No one will find it. No well, one will steal it. There was a guy I was watching a guy on uh, I think it was TikTok yesterday. He caught these guys stealing stuff 
actively stealing stuff from his head. He had instruments, musical instruments, like guitars and uh, bass guitars, things like that. <laughs> and these two guys are walking in front of his apartment complex, and this guy's like, you get back in, you put all that back right now, or I'm going to call the police on you. And, and he's swearing at them, and the guy's like, sir, we just found this stuff over here. <laughs> It's like how dumb all of your things were outside of your home. Like how dumb can you be? Do you really think this guy's gonna buy that excuse that you found it? And f- oh, he just happened to find it. They were just gonna take care of it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that's right. City leaders in Chicopee are taking a creative approach to try to clean up the downtown area, and they're asking the brightest young minds for help. They have bright young minds in Chicopee. I know. You might have to go to Longmeadow for that. I was going to say, what what town is uh, letting you borrow their smart people? Chicopee Ward 2 City Councilor Shane Brooks said, We really have an opportunity here to get behind the mayor's initiative and clean up the downtown to try to attract not only the new residents, but also new businesses. Brooks is uh, taking his big ideas from City Hall into the streets to try to tackle a long-standing pollution problem in the downtown area. That's kind of like what all the women have. There's a pollution problem in the downtown area. Yeah, I've heard that. You must be from Chicopee Falls. <laughs> Uh, we have so, so much to offer, and the mayor is a champion of the city. He wants to make Chicopee the envy of Western Mass, but uh, this has been his mantra since the first day he's taken office, and he repeats it often. Brooks, along with Chicopee Mayor John View, the city's Department of Public Works, and others are leading trash cleanups effort trash cleanup efforts on Exchange Street. Uh, Western Mass News found people in the community taking notice. It's a great idea. I'm all for it. And painting uh, and on the buildings, uh, they look really, really good. Yeah. See, there's a yeah. way to make Chickabee look beautiful. There is. It, it really just does take a community effort to say, hey, uh, let's stop throwing uh, trash everywhere and uh, people having people dump stuff here and pick up your own community. That's what it comes down to. I've never found downtown Chickabee to be all that filthy. I've seen some filth. It's, I mean, you know... You, I mean, we could all pick up our stuff after we're done with it, but uh, it's not, I don't think it's that bad. In Chicopee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So listen, yeah, but I mean, it's like everywhere, certain parts of everywhere, certain yeah. parts of every town and every city has its, uh, its negative aspects to listen, it. Listen, I like uh, going to the Munich house. It's one of my favorite places. I love the Munich house. Yeah. Always spotless around the Munich house. I've never seen anyone get all filthy around that building. I've seen some people get pretty sloppy inside that building, well, but I can't say I've seen them get it sloppy on the outside. That's a that's a different story. Yeah, that's usually because you've had too many spottins at once. Spottins are good though. They are so good. I remember drinking those. Those were good. In a boot? Uh, I don't know if I ever had a boot. You never had a boot? I think I drank one out of my own sneaker before, but that was only because that was the last one of the night. You know, Oktoberfest is coming up at the fort next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, losing a lot of weight, you know, like 11 years ago, uh, I wasn't drinking anything else but vodka. Yeah. And uh, this buddy of mine who uh, who does a lot of stuff for the fort got me a boot filled with vodka and soda. Oh. Which I thought, hey, you know what? I sure could use a whole two pairs of boots during yeah, this night. Absolutely. And that was a that was a good way to drink vodka. Are they doing that uh the contest again where you win something if you if you hold the, the stein holding contest? I don't believe stein they're doing holding. a stein holding contest. I know Trailer Trash will be there on Friday and I'll be uh, I'll be there to introduce the band. How did they get Trailer Trash down there? 
You know what? They're all like the they most have coveted to do, band. All they have to do is pick up the phone and say, hello, yeah. I'm Peter Pignelli. Yeah. Uh, would you mind uh, playing, uh, tearing yourselves away from your busy schedule to play our Oktoberfest? Yeah. And boom, they do it. You well, know why? Because it's a lot of people. They get paid well. And Oktoberfest of the Ford is always a damn fine time. And it's clean. Very cleanly. Someone had a Walgreens. Except that one night I was there. <laughs> that was, I'm not proud of that. Well, we've all had non-proud nights of being there. You know, that's the truth. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you about some fun stuff coming up after this. See, this is my tease. Yeah. My it, little tease. It's Ooh. also you bailing, but that's okay. I'm not bailing. I was told to keep this within an allotted time because apparently I talk too much. <laughs> Really? I talk too much. On a talk yeah. show? That's, How, unra- that's, that's outrageous. ridiculous. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 41 in downtown Springfield, and we just came in under time. And Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Aye-aye. Fall is here. And, and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Cloudy today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Want to remind everybody that Wednesday of next week is the Big Bonk and Smoke. Tickets are on sale now. Come on out and enjoy a, uh, a beautiful night. Great views off the side of Mount Tom. Uh, we uh, throw in a few cigars with your admission with the uh, Cigar Room 2. Also, you get a t-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing. And the food is always fantastic at the Log Cabin. All the details and your tickets are available at rock102.com. I am required uh, by law to uh, tell you that cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You must be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, Wednesday of next week, October 5th, at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, there's only three days left of the Big E. Still haven't gone. Still haven't uh, made my way over there yet. Listen, if you haven't been, there's plenty of fun left at the fairgrounds. 22 News was on the scene yesterday talking to these folks. There are plenty of reasons to squeeze in another visit to the fairgrounds. Yesterday was the final local salute as the Big E celebrated Westfield, but fairgoers that they spoke to said it's all about the classics. One fairgoer, Jackie Grillo, said... The pig race. You have to come see the pig race. And then uh, Denise Lazat. Uh, the food. You can get everything and everything here. <laughs> Things you can't even imagine. Oh, I can imagine all right. Saturated fat as long as the eye can see. So then they, uh, they're they interviewing, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Tassinari? Tassinari? Uh, Noreen. Noreen. Yeah. Uh, they're interviewing her, t- talking about the Biggie Museum. And I'm like, ooh. Is a museum? Yeah, it's all about the Big E. And uh, it was introduced back in 2017 and how you can go see all the memorabilia from past Big E's. Wow. Uh, They have the skeleton of Beulah, the (laughs) elephant. Is there any way we could let that go? Well, I remember, uh, you know, I went on a field. We, we, I lived in New Jersey when I was a kid, so we, we, our field trips would be to, like, New York City. Right. And, and the, the Museum of Natural History, as soon as you walk in, there's this big, giant dinosaur uh, pieced together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, is that what it would look like with Beulah the Elephant, like, right in the rotunda of the Biggie Museum? <laughs> I I don't. I would think that uh, you know they probably acknowledge uh, Beulah's contributions to the Big E over the many years, but uh, I don't know if there's a big elephant-like display. Maybe there's like a big picture of Beulah. 
Actually, I uh, seem to recall someone posting a picture of uh, of Beulah uh, relieving herself in a uh, wheelbarrow, and that was a that was a good uh, breathtaking picture, probably oh, the best one I've ever seen. A wheelbarrow. Yeah, right behind her, and yeah. uh, you know her doing what she had to do, and then the wheelbarrow was uh, moved and emptied and probably dumped in the river or something like that. I, I really don't know. You think they really dumped it in the river? No, not really. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. You know, uh, but uh, you want to talk about entertainment? This weekend, in the final weekend, tomorrow is the Happy Together Tour Ooh. at uh, the Big E Arena. Get a load of this. Yeah. The remaining members of the Turtles. Okay. The uh, surviving members of the association. What? The uh, the remaining members of the Classics Four. Ooh, and spooky. And the final remaining members of Badfinger. <clears throat> no matter what, right? That was Badfinger? That's right. right. No matter right, what, so I can day make... after day, baby blue. Let, uh, let me see if I can. All right. So uh, what you, you said? Uh, the Turtles. The Turtles. Yep. Uh, happy Together. Happy Together. Eleanor. Yep, that's right. right. Yep, yep. And uh, okay, and what's the other one? Uh, the association. The association. Uh, windy. Everyone knows. Everyone it's knows windy. it's windy. The classics for uh, spooky. That's right. And uh, and Badfinger. You mentioned uh, you know day after day and <clears throat> all the other classics. They had uh, quite a few. That is a hell of a show. That's that's tomorrow. That that's the one where I'd be standing there going, sing the hit. <laughs> There's so many bands up there; they're only going to get a chance to do one hit. I st- I, st- I still bring up that uh, that incident of when I went to go see the Bay City Rollers in downtown Springfield when they used to have the block parties down there. Right, and uh, they were they were singing like Beach Boys songs and things. They, ne- they didn't have any of their own songs except for that one mm-hmm. Saturday night, and. Uh, People are yelling, play Saturday night. And he's drunk and he's like, play that to the bloody effing end. Like, give me another drink. Again, what would you be going there for? The only thing was to go for that song. That's it, really. Skinnerd is going to be there on Sunday. Yeah. Now, this is their, uh, they announced in 2018 that this would be their final tour. Yeah. Uh, Four years later, they're still at it because there was a pandemic in the middle of it. But uh, Skinnerd. Featuring some of the original members of the band, you know the ones that are either uh, not killed in a uh, plane crash or that were had not been arrested. The one guy who shook the hand who of the guy who shook the hand of the guy who shook the hand of Ronnie Van Zant. That is correct. Right? And at the Court of Honor stage, let me uh, see what uh, remains on the docket, if I'm not mistaken, because I think ah yes, uh, the American authors. I, I I don't know who that is, and then uh, John Waite. On uh, on Sunday, oh, missing you. <clears throat> yes, John Wayne from the Babies. Remember the Babies? The Babies. The Babies. What yeah. did they sing? Oh, what didn't they sing? They had uh, they had so many great hits. The Babies. Let me uh, go back and uh, call up some hits for you. <clears throat> the American Authors had a song called uh, "Best Day of My Life." That's uh, that's something within the last ten years or so. I think. I think. The Babies. Uh, see, I'm not really aware of it. Um, Back on my feet again. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Uh, isn't it time? Midnight rendezvous. I think I've heard that one. Oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Anyway, uh, President and CEO of the Eastern States Expo, Gene Cassidy, said the midway this year is spectacular with that tremendous wheel, 155 feet tall. 
Oh, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, John Waite and the babies. The front porch was conceived as a way to incubate new and small business. You mean intubate. Yes. Well, if you're there long enough. Right, you, you will be. Midnight Rendezvous. Remember this one? Yeah, I do. You do? No, I don't. You don't remember that one? No. All right. Uh, let's see if you know, uh, isn't it time? You must know, isn't I it know, time? I know, isn't it yes, time? We used to play gosh. that for the love song show. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure John Wade will do a lot of his solo songs, yeah. but man, I hope he does some baby stuff. Song will make you cry if you listen to it long enough. I still like missing you. Yeah, that's a good on one. You're right. Tone. You're right about that. Hey, it's uh, it's six fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a completely uh, rhetorical question for you. Have you ever heard somebody complain about the endless length of baseball games as if their very busy schedules are so chock full of activities they don't have time for it anymore? I certainly have. And while I understand that we live in a society with a short attention span, I don't happen to be one of those people that complains about baseball. If I'm in a mood to watch a baseball game, it's usually to avoid having to do other things that should require my attention. And yet baseball has been listening to these complaints since the beginning of time. How do you speed up the game of baseball when part of the magic of the game is not knowing when things are supposed to end? According to reports, the average length of games in the minor leagues have shortened up significantly thanks to the installation of a pitching clock in the AAA farm leagues. According to the latest data, this season AAA pitchers were allowed 19 seconds in between pitchers with runners on base and 14 seconds in uh, between pitches when the bases were clear, the result of which led to games being shortened by as much as 25 minutes. In other words, while Major League games are averaging three hours and three minutes per game, the minors were getting things done in two hours and 38 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. That would allow me to use that time for a variety of different, perhaps more productive activities. Perhaps I could go for a walk. Perhaps I could use that time to get an extra 25 minutes of sleep. Or perhaps it would give me a few more minutes to work on my manifesto. Earlier this month, Major League Baseball announced that they would adopt a pitch clock for next season. This would give pitchers 20 seconds with runners on base and 15 seconds without them. What am I going to do with all that extra free time in my hands? Not exactly sure, but it looks like that manifesto is finally going to see a little progress. I'm only 30,000 pages in, and i got a lot to get off my chest. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're on your way to that big box store for Benjamin Moore Payne, are you? Well, you might want to turn around because you're not going to find it there. America's Best Paint is only sold at independent retailers with dedicated paint experts. Benjamin Moore Paint at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds, I guess. I don't know. This weather forecast just keeps changing every uh, every couple of minutes. Yeah, I know. Uh, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 65 tomorrow. Rain with a high of 57, 41 in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! 293-1021. That is the phone number to participate in Open Live Friday. Now, I'm going to warn you in advance, your filthy talk and hate speech will not be tolerated on the Baxter Nagel Show. You gotta, you gotta do it with that uh, that throaty voice. Two nine three one zero two one. Can I get you right in here to the studio? Yeah. 
Do I have to? No, but it sounds cool. Sounds kind of dorky, actually. Ask me. Yep. Wouldn't well, be the first dorky three, thing. One on two, whatever, bully. I don't even, I don't even feel comfortable doing it. Wouldn't be All the right. first dorky thing we've done. <laughs> That's true. Or the last. Oh, right. look, the phone's ringing. I'm feeling it already. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Bill, how are you? I'm doing all right. What's up, Bill? Hello, Bill? I, I forgot. I forgot. Never mind. Uh, all right, thank uh, you very much, Bill. Very good. A very good. successful open line. There running. you go. 293 1021. The lines are waiting. They're, they're, they're wide open. Wide open. Please help us get past Bill. This is uh, probably, one of the, uh, probably one of the hardest bits to do. Because we rely on the other people that call in, like this guy or this person calling in right now. Ah, there oh, we yeah. go. Uh, rock one, <laughs> rock one, two. Good morning, who's this? Turn your radio down, please. Hello. Yeah, yes, turn your radio down. Wow, I can hear myself. Yeah, now I can hear you. Yeah, I heard myself, and now I can hear you. Uh, who who am I talking to? You're talking to Nick. Is this really the radio? Because I just heard the other guy going. You are live. I just dialed. Yeah, sir, dude, sir, wow, sir you are live on the air. <laughs> How you guys doing? Uh, good. good. What can we do this for you? Trying. This is just my uh, this raspy voice, just for my morning bong habit. I just finished. Oh, oh all right. You kind of have to do that to enjoy this show. Well, there you go. Thank you. All right, we appreciate thank you. the call. Thank you. Uh, okay, Rock One Hundred Two. Oh, there we go. Oh, they all. Uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Casey. Hey, Casey. What's up? I just wanted to say that um, I'm. Uh, you guys were really funny this week when I think it was maybe Steve Nagel was talking about responding to a, a Facebook post, and that was just like an LOL moment that I hadn't heard in a while. So I oh. just wanted to mention that. Oh. Well, thank you very much. What 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 did I talk? I, I don't remember what happened five minutes ago. What do you remember? What the <laughs> the conversation was about? Yeah, it was about like somebody looking to get an idea that was his own post or something, some kind of, I don't know, memory posting, and he started to respond oh, it was, to it and realized it was his own. Yeah, yeah so that was you. It was my. Right. I, I I went online and I saw uh, somebody looking for help, uh, asking yeah. for a real ID. Like, hey, what kind of documents do you need to go to the DRMV with a uh, real ID? And I said, I just got one of those last year. I know all of this information. <laughs> <laughs> it, and I, as I'm typing, I realized. It's my own Facebook memory. I was responding to that. Well, I'm glad you got it together. Thank you. That was just a great moment. Thank you. All Bye. right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? No way. This is Andrew from Connecticut. How's it going? Good, Andrew. No, what's... Wait. No way it's Andrew from Connecticut or, or no, no way you got through? You're not, you're not going to believe it's Andrew from Connecticut. Oh. Um... I don't believe it already. Wow. What's um, I, what's... I've been watching your show or listening to your show for years. But I took a little break in the past few weeks because I haven't been around. And I'm wondering, where did Dave go? Dave is going to be uh, back at Laser 99.3 starting next week. Oh, okay. All right. Well, enjoy your day. I'm going to go murder some grass. All right. Oh. Lawnmower. All Good right. for you. You get a fun day. All right, you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. Uh, this is Vinny. What's up, Vinny? Nothing, guys. Uh, just uh, wanted to uh, send out a congratulations to Bax for his uh, award the other day. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and the other question I have, too, is uh, is it just uh, Bax and Steve now? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. 
That, that's okay. uh, that's the way it's going to be for a long, long time, hopefully. <laughs> okay, a marriage made in heaven. What, that's, do, you, what do you expect? Well, <laughs> I don't know about made in heaven, but yeah, it's but a marriage. It's a marriage <laughs> yeah. made. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, that, that, that works for me. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. All right, well, thank it's you very much. I appreciate it. All right, uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. This is Jim from Belchertown. Hey, What's Jim. Up, Jim. I just wanted to give a big shout-out to you guys. I think you guys really rock. I miss Sloppy Nuts, though. I really miss him. Well, you can listen to him next week on uh, on Laser. Oh, he moved over to the other station? Yes. Yeah. Back. Uh, all right. He's moving back. I didn't know that. I missed the announcement. I missed the announcement on Monday. Well, we're happy to share it with you now. But thank you. We appreciate the call. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. you bet. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is why we have professional broadcasters on in the morning. Oh, now hey, we're talking. Hey, it's a uh, it's, uh, gray hair Barry over there. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Some people call me Santa Claus. Some people call me Jerry Garcia. I call you the legend. I would never compare you with Jerry Garcia. You're so much better. Well, I would argue with that, but okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> save that for another time, brother. What, what's going on, Barry? <laughs> well, I'm listening to you guys, and I, I wanted to be part of the inaugural uh, Open Line Friday on the new Bax and Steve show. Back, is it Bax and Steve or Bax and Nagel? It's yeah. Bax and Nagel, Barry. Uh, so uh, oh. you're, you're surprising us with a, one of your famous poems. Geez, you know, I wish I were, but uh, it takes me about a year to get one together. So, uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but you know. in 2023. All right. You well, know, I bet you if, if Brenda Garten asked you to write one, you would have you would have done it by now. You would have done it in like five minutes. In a New York minute, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She, she's much more convincing than us. <laughs> I, uh, I, I heard you're going to have G. Michael Dobbs on this morning, and uh, I, I want to add my congratulations to him. Uh, it's, it's kind of a funny retirement that he's doing. He's, he's, uh, he's retiring, but he's still going to put in 20 hours a week and, and, uh, and write for the reminder and do all this stuff. I, I, when I saw him the other night at the Valley Press Club, I said, so you're ascribing to the Dave Madsen form of retirement. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I never left. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey Barry, it's good to see, good to hear from you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Well, you're welcome anytime on the show. I want you to know that uh, I love the show. I've been laughing my ass off this, all this week, and uh, sounds good. So I'm happy for you guys. Congratulations! Well, Thank thanks, you, Barry. Barry. I appreciate wow. it. Later. I'll be over for soup and egg salad later. <laughs> <laughs> the great Barry Krieger, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, it's Maria from Hi. Long Island. Hi, Hi, Maria. What can we do for you? Just want to say congratulations to you, back. Thank you. Yes, and I want to say uh, I hope you guys have another nearly 30 years together. I don't know about yeah, that, but... Uh, let me tell you something. Yeah, he's like, only I, got I, uh, however many days he's got left. I've only got, let me just uh, call this up. Yeah, 3,271 days left. I know you do your calculation when you do your uh, when you do your whole spiel. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're up to date. I know. Uh, well, hey, short show. It's very, it's very entertaining. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. Yeah, one day uh, it could be the Nagel and Kelly show. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Anything's possible. Know. 
you guys, listen, you guys know how to roll with it. Whatever happens, you guys keep rolling, which is great. All right. Thank All you right. very well, thank much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Rick from Chicopee. How are you guys? Good, Rick. What can we do for you? No, well, we were just got back from vacation. I went to Holyoke for like a couple of weeks, and I come back. There's only Bax and Steve. What's going on? No, we, you, we, wait, wait, first of all, you went all the way out to Holyoke? <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, I got my family members, and I went there for two weeks, and, and I come back to listen to you guys today, and then there's no uh, there's no other guy. Now there's only two. What's going on? Well, f- well, first of all, he's he's moving back to uh, to Laser 99.3 next week, but you do know they have radio reception in the in the city of Holyoke, right? Yes, but uh, my mom said she doesn't listen to rock rock music. Or something. I oh, okay, I understand. I yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so I right. come back from vacation and look what happens. Now that what's going to happen next? We just one guy just back. No, it's. Yeah, it's just one guy. It's, yeah, it's just yeah, the back right. show. It's just be and, me. Uh, yeah, yeah, please. I don't think anybody wants well, that to happen. Okay. Hey, Bax, congratulations. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Enjoy the show very much. Thank Bye. you. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. <laughs> Who's this? Todd Gack. Todd Gack. <laughs> What's up, Todd? I'm hoping to liven up the show a little bit with a little joke. All right, All right go for it. Well, you see, this guy, he was having uh, premature ejaculation problems, so he went to his doctor. Yeah. Doctor says, when you feel like you're getting ready to go, try scaring yourself. That same day, the man goes to the gun store, and he buys himself a starter's pistol, ran home to the wife. That night, the two were going at it, and they found themselves in the 69. He felt like he was going to pop, and he fired the starter's pistol. Next day, he goes back to his doctor, who asked him, hey, man, how'd it go? The man says, not well. When I fired the pistol, my wife sharded on my face, bit three inches off my uh, penis. Yeah, and my yeah, there you go. Right. All that right. That was enough yeah, of that. that. We was, probably uh, should have you know, uh, that first one that probably he said. Should have seen that coming. There, well, there you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Terry from Terry Phil. Hey, what's happening? Hey, who was this? It's Bax and Nagel. What? No. We're, okay. So on the other station, they're going to have Dave and John? No, they're just going to have <laughs> no. they're just gonna no. have Dave. What the hell is going on? Uh, Barry Claus is on already? Well, yeah, Barry yeah. is called, and uh, you know, we've had uh, we've had a, a, a good stretch of guests here, too. What? Are you we're, guys at Luxburger? What's going on? We're waiting for... <laughs> we're, <laughs> Luxburger. We're, we're waiting for John Quill's blessing. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, thank ah, you. John Quill. There you go. There you go. The weather. There you, you go. Know? Thanks for the call. Uh, oh, geez. geez. What are you going to do? Here we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Mike from Windsor. Hey, what's Mike. Up, what's Mike? up? Hey, I just wanted to uh, congratulate both of you on, uh, on the Hall of Fame and the... Uh, the job promotion. That's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also wanted to say I'm glad that Dave is gone. <laughs> he uh, made me want to punch myself in the am bag every time I heard him oh, talk. Oh, come on now. He's uh, he's going to be doing just fine. Uh, over. He, he, he's got his own show. The ham bag. That's, uh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I prefer fig pouch, but that's <laughs> me. <laughs> Coin purse has been yeah. my favorite, but there you go. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Thank you, guys. All right. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Billy. 
Hey, what's going on? Where's Dave? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me answer that a tenth time. Dave is going back to Laser. He'll be starting yeah. next week. Okay. There you have it. All right. Yeah, there you go. Take uh, one more. Yeah, sure. All one right. more. What the heck? Rock. Okay. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, fellas. I just wanted to say hashtag Dave sucks. Okay. All right. Well, Thank you very much. There you go. Wow. What an ego stroking open line Friday. Yeah. I, I almost feel good about things. <laughs> almost. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 724 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. But where? It's 727 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. I, uh, we just got a call off the air. Uh Taking me to task on the way I say uh, long meadow. No, Steve. It's long meadow. It's not long meadow. Yeah. It's long meadow. I, uh, I've known a guy for years who takes me to task on that. Every, every time I see him, it's not East, East Long Meadow, it's East Long Meadow. See, that's, and, and people who have been living here their entire lives uh, are very adamant about that. We, I mean, you know, it's the same thing with like, uh, you know, people who will say, like, Amherst. Well, that's wrong. It's Amherst. Yeah. Or, or Holy Qu- Oak. Or Quincy instead of Quincy. Right. Like, Holy Oak is actually yeah. Holy Oak. You're, spo- you're supposed Damn. to swallow it. Uh, you're really going to take me to task on that. Well, you know. Of all the things that I've ever said, I, that's the one. Well, I mean, the other part of her call was, uh, you know, her uh, saying that we've uh, that we're, we've done a decent job and must <laughs> amidst the... All the turmoil we've uh, been facing over the uh, the last uh, year or so, but nevertheless, you know, uh, I suppose the least we could do is make that one lady happy. Okay, the, you know that one lady in Long Meadow. No, it's Long Meadow. It's not Long. See, that's what she's. It's we're. I'm pronouncing it. She was at least saying it was me. I don't know right. about you, but I say it Long Meadow. Well, I was uh, once taken a task uh, many, many years ago because when I was talking about Longmeadow uh, and that store, the Cock of the Walk, I was putting the emphasis on the wrong word. So uh, I learned my lesson not to uh, mess with the people of Longmeadow. That's right. Yeah. You don't want to mess with those people. You don't. That's going to be the end of your career right I, there. I learned back in 1996, be careful where you put your syllables. In Longmeadow. Oh, your syllable. I see what you did yeah, there. See what I did yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, Michael Dobbs, for the reminder, is going to be uh, joining us after 8 o'clock. He is retiring uh, from his job as the managing editor. You may have heard Barry Krieger just uh, mention that. Well, we're going to uh, wish him well, and he's going to come in here. We'll talk about a couple of things. That's coming up, and we have news next on Rock 102. The Leah Hyundai. 731. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Traffic alert. Road hang. I think it sounds better when I do it. Instead of actually having the clip, that you says, don't you don't want to, Mr. Magoo to do it instead. No, I can I can uh, I'm the man of uh, three voices. I can do uh, whatever you want. <laughs> I'm 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 Michael wins. Yeah, without the slow. You're Michael Wynn bag. Yeah, a crash involving a tractor trailer has closed several lanes of traffic on both sides of I-91 in East Windsor. State police said. That I'm su- I'm sorry. It's pronounced we- East Windsor. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. State police uh, said the three left lanes were closed between exits 44 and 45 on the northbound side, and the left two lanes were closed between exits 45 and 44 on the southbound side. Troopers uh, said that the crash involved a tandem tractor trailer. A cause has not yet been determined. They advised driver to seek alternate routes. 
roots unless you're, of course, you're in it right now. Yeah, there's no way to get around it. Um, eh, at least that's not a very heavily traveled corridor oh, uh, through uh, the state of Connecticut. You'd be right? lucky if you find one car an hour in that yeah. part of town. Now, if, like, uh, Route 7 was backed up, mm. man, you'd see problems for days. <laughs> People would probably still be out there. I would think so. 22 years ago, 16-year-old Molly Bish disappeared from Coman's Pond in Warren where she was working as a lifeguard. Her body was recovered in Palmer in 2003, but the case is still open. Decades later, her family continues to seek justice, asking new investigators to take over the case. Molly's older sister, Heather Bish, wrote a two-page letter with what she calls a, quote, unusual request asking for her sister's case to be moved from the Worcester District Attorney's Office to the Hamden District Attorney's Office. She hopes doing this will allow the case to progress forward, getting her sister closer to the justice she deserves. Uh, and then they go on to tell, you know, what happened, you know, that she was missing from Coleman's Pond uh, that many years ago. Uh, with no conclusion in sight, Heather explains that she would like the Hamden District Attorney uh, Galuni to take a look into the investigation. This is interesting because I, I, mean, I saw this this morning, and I'm thinking well, that's that's kind of weird because you know, so Commons Pond in in uh, is in Worcester County, right? Yeah, but she was found in Palmer, right? So that's uh, but the Hamden. investigation has always only taken place in Worcester, right? So she would like the Hamden DA to take over the case, and you know for. All intents and purposes, the Hamden County uh, District Attorney's Office has been doing a pretty kick-ass job finding, you know, solving old murders and solving old cases. So yes. I can see where where the hope lies in that they would be maybe offering a different perspective into the investigation. Well, it, you know, it's it's been 20, I mean, I can't even believe it's 22 years, but, you know, it, that, that's a long time to go unsolved and hit a lot of roadblocks uh, along the way a lot of misdirection as far as the investigation goes i mean it's not a, a i don't think it's a necessarily a critique of uh you know the the worcester da's office but to have more resources really get justice for this the, for this poor family i i think it's an interesting idea i hope they uh, they can agree to it Three men were arrested on drug trafficking and firearms charges after an investigation in the area of North Summer Street in Holyoke. According to a news release from the Hamden DA's office, an investigation revealed that Louis Acevedo and his associates were operating a substantial drug distribution operation in the South Summer Street area of Holyoke. The SAFE Task Force arrested 35-year-old uh, Acevedo, 26-year-old Christopher Perez, both of Holyoke, and 33-year-old Dwayne Howlett of Springfield, that were involved in narcotics transactions in the area of the 500 block of South Summer Street on September 22nd at around 10.45 a.m. A ghost gun! Ghosts! 1,100 bags of heroin and 100 grams of cocaine were seized. Uh, and then uh, they're going uh, to be facing uh, pretty hefty charges there. Trafficking heroin, trafficking cocaine, possession of firearm, and ghost guns! Soik, Scoob! <laughs> Now the ghost gun is the thing that like uh, they print up on like three D printers and stuff, isn't that what well, they are? There's, or are they- there's that, or you you take parts from other guns and then you put them all together with no you know uh, ID or serial number on it, so it's an untraceable gun. So yeah, you could do you could do uh, do it that way or with a three D printer. There's many many ways of uh, creating a ghost gun, and we will name them for you after nine o'clock this morning. Uh, the days are getting shorter and cooler, which means... And Leon is getting larger. Which means awesome is just around the corner. Awesome? Autumn already started. What? 
Did Why you say they... awesome or autumn? Autumn. I think you said awesome. Awesome autumn. Yeah, there you go. Um, autumn started uh, over a week ago. Yes. Yeah. What do they mean just around the corner? Uh, apparently, this was written by someone who, uh, going on a limb here, may not know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, and one small Massachusetts town was just named a top destination for fall foliage in the U.S. And that town is? Can you guess? I'm going to guess. Here, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Holyoke. Close. Stockbridge. Stockbridge. I know. I know they're right next to each other. But, I mean, I was uh, going to say Holyoke because you yeah. got all the mountains and the breathtaking views of slums. Stockbridge, Massachusetts was named by Trips to Discover as one of the best small towns to visit in the U.S. for fall foliage. The site said Stockbridge, quote, sits in the heart of one of the most famous destinations in the world for fall foliage, the Berkshires. <clears throat> Stockbridge is home to the Norman Walk- not Rockwell Museum, offering uh, tourist shit local shops, uh, the upcoming Nom Keog Pumpkin Show. Ooh, that, does that sound sounds like, like something I'd like to go to. You like a good pumpkin show? Apple picking and uh, staying at the Red Lion Inn or eating at Once Upon a Table. You know, my wife and I stayed at uh, the Red Lion a few years ago. Did you? We had a nice time. The food was fantastic. How come they don't mention the fact that James Taylor lives there? He lives in Stockbridge. Because maybe James Taylor doesn't want everybody to know where he lives. I know I wouldn't. If I were James Taylor. Listen, if you live in Stockbridge, you know where James Taylor lives. Probably, but if you're visiting Stockbridge, <laughs> you may not know unless you ask a local, and I think a local would probably try to protect James's privacy. Could you please tell me where James Taylor lives? And then all local would be like, get out of here. We or, don't, we or, don't. or you send him to an address that he doesn't live at. And it winds up being like a, I don't know, like the post office. Or the police station. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Look what they did to Arlo Guthrie all those years ago. They're going to do the same to you. <laughs> Sneaking around with that James Taylor <clears throat> house. That's why you don't see a, a, a map to the stars out uh, of the Berkshires. Yeah, we are uh, uh, we are uh, Stockbridge uh, being uh, one of the top places to be. It's actually number 12 on the national list. Silverton, Oregon is number one. Oregon, please. Yeah, they, they got nothing on on, the, on Stockbridge. No, they absolutely do not. I got to tell you, though, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, uh, I completely took uh, the fall in New England for granted. Never really uh, paid much attention to it. Just always seemed like something that, uh, you know, you just uh, it just was what it was. And then you go away. It's like you ever like move out of the area and then you come back. I know when I came back in 95, it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about this breathtaking beauty. Like suddenly, like when you're an adult, you can start to appreciate it more. Yeah. But like when you're a kid or, you know, like a high school age, you you don't even think about it. It's like, yeah, big whoop. Can't wait to get out of New England. Then you come back to New England. It's like, oh, my gosh. Well, you How know, did I not notice any of this? I mean, for the mo- other than the, the winters. For the most part, we actually do live in a very nice part of the country. It's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. I was just uh, thinking about that the other day. My, my daughter had a cross-country meet, and they, yeah. and they do them up at the up at the Little Ville Dam. Well, it's like a beautiful... I mean, I don't know how those kids run up that damn hill, but uh, the, 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 the scenery is just like, well, this is a nice fall day, nice yes. place to be sitting out uh, doing some spectating. Listen, it's a, it's a beautiful state from our... Uh, from our breathtaking shores to our uh, exciting 
fallen apart bridges mm. to that turnpike. It is a beautiful state. A revived Hurricane Ian is bearing down on South Carolina's coast and the historic city of Charleston, with forecasters predicting a storm surge and floods. Earlier, the megastorm caused catastrophic damage in Florida, leaving people trapped in flooded homes and was blamed in growing reports of deaths in the state. With South Carolina's coast under a hurricane warning, shopkeepers sandbag storefronts in flood-prone areas and a steady stream of vehicles left Charleston for higher ground. In Florida, meanwhile... Rescue crews piloted boats through inundated streets to save thousands from flooded homes and shattered buildings. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says at least 700 rescues were conducted in his state already, mostly by air. What a horrible, Terrible. horrible situation to be in. I just, I can't imagine having to like leave my home or being evacuated or be the worse, not evacuating and then being trapped. Yeah, except, you know, when you're living in, in that area, in that part of the country, which gets hit by hurricanes every year, every other year, you know, evacuations are just a part of, of life. And knowing where the evacuation, you know, areas are, it's it's just part of living there. Again, it, it, it's not that much different from the way people take, you know, for granted, you know, the things that we deal with in New England. Right. It's the same thing down there. It's just a part of of what you deal with, kind of like in California with earthquakes. You know, if, if we felt an earthquake that you the kind that you feel in uh, in California, you know, we'd, we'd bug the hell out. We had an earthquake here, and it was like, oh, that happened? We barely even know about it. It wasn't even that great of an interview. It was only on for like five minutes. No, that's earthquake. Earthquake. Er, that's earthquake. Comedian. Earthquake. Comedian earthquake. He, uh, he was on the phone for five minutes, couldn't understand anything he said, and then he hung up the phone. That's that was the end. pretty much what Earthquake's about. Someone at a Walgreens in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called police on Wednesday after they saw a man illegally parked in a handicapped spot. They called uh, because of the parking spot, but also because he was sitting in his car smoking something they thought might be meth. Er, let's put the brakes on this story for a second, <laughs> and let me uh, do a plug for my uh, my school for drug dealers and drug traffickers and anybody else who wants to commit crimes. And let me tell you, if you're going to smoke meth, do not do it in a handicapped spot without a proper placard. You know, uh, someone who may not be smoking meth might be able to figure that out on their own. Um, but you're absolutely right, Steve. Had this meth head been following the law and smoking meth yeah. in a designated area, uh, a parking space that would not be restricted... Uh, then you know he'd be he'd be walking out of, out of out of that car today. Instead, now where is he? Rehab, jail, well, yeah, whatever. His name is Logan Bacon. And, mm, Bacon. Bacon, and he wasn't in his car by the time the police got there, so they waited for him to come back. Once he did, he grabbed the handicap placard from the floor of his car and showed it to them, but admitted mm, it didn't really belong to him. Cops ran his name yeah. and saw he was wanted on an outstanding warrant, so they arrested him and found a bag of white powder in his pocket. It sounds like he'd actually been smoking fentanyl in his car, not meth, oh. which is completely different. While all that was going on, a woman who was with was busy stealing stuff from Walgreens. She ran off, but police found her hiding in a nearby marijuana dispensary and arrested her, too. But isn't it nice that couples still do things together? <clears throat> it is. It's like date night. <laughs> hey, babe, you want to go? Uh, you want to go in a handicap spot, smoke some meth, and then uh, go steal some uh, some stuff from Walgreens? We'll go to Chipotle after we're done. Oh, I love you, honey. <laughs> Logan is facing charges for drug. How drive. did I get so lucky to find the man of my dreams you... smoking fentanyl in this car in a restricted parking lot, baby? 
You are the sunshine through the mist of my fentanyl pipe. I tell you what, sometimes my girl walks into a room and smiles with her three remaining teeth and completely lights up the room. And by that, I mean she sets it on fire. Ooh, I got the pill. What kind of pill? Narcan. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good night tonight. Oh, honey, you're talking so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Your your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It's 41 in downtown Springfield. uh, And that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Get ready for the barnyard. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, uh, all clouds and some rain showers with a high of 57. It is 41 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, if you ever miss a part of the Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on rock102.com. Also, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find uh, your podcast is where you'll find the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been Craig Bell from the band uh, Rocket from the Tombs, legendary band out of Cleveland. Uh, and Craig uh, moved up to New Haven many years after that and uh, spent a long time down in Connecticut. Then on Monday, I'll be talking to Angelo Moore from the band Fishbone and his new band, The Brand New Step. One of the, without question, the greatest band I've ever seen live, Fishbone, and one of the greatest li- uh, you, you front men of all time. That's coming up on Monday on rock102.com. Awesome. Hey, Bax, are you ready for some A-U-R-A-L oral? Yes. Now that you put it that way, yes. A-U-R-A-L excitement? Uh, yes, I am, yeah! Steve. <laughs> now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. So glad you spelled it out. See, now you're pumped up. Well, now I am, for it's sure. A, it's like an orgasm for your ears. I don't know about that. A-U-R-A-L. Well, let's get into it first oh. before, I can t- <laughs> before I can tell you that's true or not. Uh, somebody uncovered a 2013 video of Coolio hanging with some college kids in a dorm room in England. He's guiding them uh, to do the background vocals while he raps Gangsta's Paradise. And here's that clip. I'm the kind of G that little homies want to be like on my knees in the night to have prayers in the street line. That's cool. Yeah, very yeah, cool. That is very cool. Yeah, you always have that memory that you were uh, you were hanging out with Coolio, uh, drinking a bunch of beer, smoking a bunch of joints, and uh, singing Gangster's Paradise. You can't yeah. beat that. You really, you really, you really can't. Yeah, hey, hey, I'll get no money on residuals. Uh, a video. <laughs> You're right. You won't. <laughs> A uh, video is going viral of a man saving a cat that was outside in the middle of Hurricane Ian. Here's the moment that Mike Ross went outside to grab the cat off the top of an air conditioner and bring it inside. All right. Hey, baby, your pussy cat is getting wet out there. Put it in the garage. That man Ian is pounding your pussy cat. <laughs> Make sure you get that wet pussy cat. 
away from Ian. He be pounding that all day long. <laughs> I believe that's how you get a pussy cat wet is by pounding it with a stool. I believe you're right. Yeah. You know what? I think that's enough for now here this today. On, <laughs> it's 7.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, when Hurricane Ian smashed into the Florida coastline this week, it caused a hell of a lot of damage, destroying homes, wiping out important infrastructure, and killing at least 10 people in what's being described as the deadliest storm in state history. In short, Hurricane Ian was a catastrophic storm which will require a long period of recovery and rebuilding as people try to work their way through a wave of devastating loss. However, I can tell you that we can all take comfort in knowing that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have announced that in spite of all the destruction, their plans of hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday will go on as planned. That's right. We can all breathe a sigh of relief knowing that at least Raymond James Stadium has been spared and that this very important NFL matchup will be able to go on as planned without having to move the game 1,500 miles northwest of the Tampa St. Pete area. They'll be able to play that game right where Tom Brady feels most comfortable. Now, you might think, Gee, Baxi, don't you think those poor people in Florida have other things on their mind right now, like trying to put their lives back together? To which I would say, sure. But who am I to impose my value systems on the very important, inappropriate decisions of the NFL and the Buccaneers? Yes, they were ready to play in Minneapolis if things got really bad, but apparently somebody out there believes that the first step in the road to recovery is by taking the Buccaneers and the points. They are, after all, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, and I would take that bet all day long. Sure, the state of Florida is in shambles following a direct hit from a Category 4 hurricane, but I don't think I need to tell you that if there's one thing that brings people together during times of horrific disaster, it's watching Tom Brady throw touchdowns against a heavily favored defensive secondary. Only then will these people truly recover. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel, the orange and white chainsaws and leaf blowers that the pros use. There's a steel train expert at every single Rocky's Ace Hardware location like Allen in Westfield. Allen is a man of steel. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Hey, I'm Michelle. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A group. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.08 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. 42 right now in downtown Springfield. It's, this seems almost implausible, but uh, today happens to be the final day of Michael Dobbs as the managing editor of The Reminder, and he's in the studio with us right now. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. I this- appreciate being here. There was a little bit of a, a, a bump in our, our scheduled uh, talks here on the air, but I'm glad that on my last day I was invited back. Now, this isn't an Applebee's. We're not going to sing happy last day to you. I I, uh, I I feel very good that you're not going to sing happy last day to not, me. So we're not singing yeah, anything yeah, to you. Right. But, uh, but this is, I mean, you've been working there for how many years? Uh, November will be 22 years. Damn. That's a long time. And where did you work before that? Um, I, oh, jeez. Um, I, I came from doing public relations for a local college. That mm-hmm. was sort of a break of things, and it taught me 
It taught me how much I love journalism and how much I hate public relations. <laughs> um, some of the some of the most important lessons in life are the ones that are the most painful. <laughs> so right, yeah. But I I was at the Transcript Telegram in the Holyoke and the Westfield News. I did five years on WREB doing talk back in the eighties uh, when the equal time rule was still in place back yeah. in the yeah. the age when dinosaurs roamed, roamed the earth and yeah, you know, when, when opinions were not allowed unless you unless you provided space for the opposite opinion that's right and actually i was very comfortable doing that frankly yeah. i just oh, thought that's so so you met the hershosaurus rex <laughs> and the uh krieger dactyl um <laughs> why yes in, in fact we we come from Roughly, we come from the same geological period. Oh, look at that! Crack open that layer of rock, and there we are, laying there. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and you all did a skit together last week at yeah. the uh, the Valley Press Club. Yes, so. uh, we all did a skit. The skit was uh, about me me being inducted into uh, the Retired Reporters Association, otherwise known as the Illuminati, because um, <laughs> uh, Herschel Krieger, myself, and Peter Gunin have controlled everything here in the Valley for, for forever for decades long you know? as i can recall we've been pulling the strings from behind the curtain and uh, <laughs> and um yeah that was fun yeah it, it almost that seems impossible fun. for you to, to give all that power up well you know you never really do backs um and you know uh we're 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 certainly going to induct, uh, you know, radio personalities into this because you oh. guys have been, uh, you know, channeling uh, public opinion for years here, pushing us mm-hmm. to, in new and different directions. Well, I have to say that uh, it, you know, when you finally decide you're not going to write anymore, I know you're going to be writing for, uh, for, for a while. Uh, the The reality of it is, is that there were people who were working in journalism in town that were not exactly doing any in, anything investigative or really talking about opinion whereas in many cases you were the guy kind of uncovering a lot of stories you know important stuff that wind up being you know really significant stuff in our area which i I have to give you credit for well thank you i i appreciate that um you know journalism has changed a great deal in the last 20 years and um it's it's a what we do at, at at the reminder is we basically do that ground level community journalism the stuff that is affecting the people the most the quickest you know it's it's one thing to write about national stuff but people are concerned about what the schools are doing and how people how their taxes are being paid and are there problems at that level and um unfortunately that's the kind of journalism that actually requires an investment in people it's it's not something that you can get off of a service. It's something that you need to go out and do. And I've been yeah. very, very, very lucky to have had some incredibly talented people work with me. And um, it's that's been a real pleasure. That's been the real pleasure of it. Well, I mean, you've heard us complain many times over the years about, you know, different news outlets and, you know, even on other other local papers that shall be re- uh, renamed, <laughs> remain nameless. Yeah, right. Right? Uh, the, the Voldemort of news. But uh, you're absolutely right about the in-depth reporting, and people do want to know what's going on in their backyard, as opposed to some of these stories that we rip up, and we don't have any details of these stories because they're just ripping reads from a Facebook post, or they're just you know, reworded in a way where they're trying to sound like they're giving you information, but there is no information. The the who, what, where is still there. The why never gets asked or never get answered because they simply don't have the resources anymore to ask that question. Well, yeah. uh, Unfortunately, 
in some aspects of news reporting, more and more reliance is being placed on what is being given to you by a public relations person. Right. Um, and, you know, that's that's the push and pull. Unfortunately, you know, I know a lot of great public relations people who work in this area, but they're being told what they can release and what they can and what they can't and when they can't, and it's tough. So uh, I, I feel your pain, and I've, I've long appreciated the fact that you have kicked the crap out of a couple of news outlets on almost a daily basis that I don't care <laughs> for very much, um, which will remain nameless. Right, That's of course. Right. Right. Nameless. There you go. There, there you go, auto trader. Um, <laughs> Uh, do uh, I, uh, an auto trader reference. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I'm, I'm very impressed, Bax. Hey, listen, I, I dig down deep. Um, I do want to thank you because you guys, uh, well, specifically you, uh, last month you wrote a, a story about our uh, our situation with the Mayflower Marathon. And I read it on the air because I thought it was outstanding. Not just good, it was an outstanding piece. Um, and not just because it uh, involved us, although that helped. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, the whole thing with the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, I, I thought was really interesting. And I know that you've had some experience with them, too, which is pretty telling about how they are viewing the Springfield local area. Well, I, you know, I was in the car driving to an assignment and I, I turned on the show and I heard you reading my piece and I... Uh, well, holy crap, Bax is reading my editorial. <laughs> but this, uh, and I was so honored by you doing that. Um, I, I have to say that even after all of that, you know, we applied for press credentials. I wanted to put one of our sports photographers on the red carpet to get people coming in, and we were denied. This is for enshrinement. Yeah. yeah, and and um, uh, John DeLeva actually did send me an, uh, a personal email apologizing for that and explaining that the press is being handled by an out of – you know, an out-of-state um, agency, and next time I should just call him directly, and mm. and uh, certainly we will we will do that the next time. But um, it's very unfortunate to me that something that actually draws people to this region, literally from around the world, does not have a better relationship with the region and a better way of connecting our various tourism magnets, so everybody benefits from it. It, it is a shame. It just it, it, I think that uh, it wouldn't take a, ho- a whole hell of a lot to restore what they used to do many years ago. I mean, it's not like the Hall of Fame has never done these things. They used to do things around around the community. Now you don't see as much and it's really hard to find out what they do apart from, you know, their sign outside their 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 parking lot. Right. You know, how much they w- used to do. And now you have you know much of their activities in Connecticut. And, you know, people wonder in this area, why is that? There's nothing, there's not much there in Connecticut that we can't provide here, other than the fact that you've got Mohegan Sun's name attached to it. Right. And I, I think that definitely a reset button needs to be pressed, and they, they take a look at how to re- rebuild. And, you know, it used to be on enshrinement um, weekend, Hall of Famers actually would go out in the community. They'd go to, remember that they'd go to schools they'd they'd meet people and there, there was this real sense of of trying to build a sense of community um so i'm hoping that they have listened to everything that was said about um enshrinement and about the mayflower marathon and they think very hard about taking a new tact i don't and i don't want to see any uh 
any business or any institution in this area fail or or do a bad job at what they're supposed to do. I want to see the Hall of Fame do great work. I want to see them succeed in this in this uh, community. But it also takes them to be a part of this community to make that happen. And that's to me, that's the unfortunate thing is they have an opportunity to do it. They just need to start doing it again. I agree. Yeah. Let's hope they need to thrive. So the rest of the community can thrive as well. See, that's not what, just that's what we're uh, you know. About. It's all and I was playing one on one over there at the court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, uh, you had the uh, the Valley Press Club roast last week, right? Yes, last week. Yes, yes. and uh, I was asked by one of your colleagues. Uh, maybe you could add a couple of lines in here, uh, you know, to help us out. But I didn't. Uh, due to a lack of interest, I didn't get to it until the due day before. Lack of interest. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate the the yeah. incredibly bald, naked honesty that you're expressing here. <laughs> but but I, I now it's going to be hard because people don't know what the original uh, script was. But I did rewrite some of the script, uh, the first few lines anyway. Would you like to hear? Oh, I I yes. Okay, yes. so here you go. This is a Peter. What was it? Peter Goonin. Peter Goonin. Yep. Uh, he opens the, the scene and yep. says. Well, here we are, another meeting of Exclusive Retired Reporters Association, or as the outside world knows us as the Illuminati. Tonight, we are inducting a new member to the group, Mike Dobbs of the Reminder, or G. Michael Dobbs, or Mikey G, or slightly out of shape, most interesting man in the world. <laughs> slightly? Let's I go, got off easy. Let's go around to the group and introduce ourselves, and then Ray Herschel speaks up, right? Now, you can tell I've rewritten some of these lines, Yeah. Right? Hi, I'm Ray Herschel, and I worked for 50 years as a reporter and anchor for Western Mass News. That's what they call it now, but we know it as Channel 40. I was there for it all. The strip club explosion, the tornado, the baby shower for Dom Sarno's mother. Everyone loved me. Everyone listened to me. I was the most beloved person in broadcasting, but they didn't know how I was pulling the strings behind the scenes. Do you like this so far? Yeah, since I wrote this skit. Uh, Yo, you, I, oh, you wrote this? You wrote this? I wrote this. Oh, God. Oh, that's Peter, why. Peter, Peter gave it to you to punch up? Peter. It wasn't Peter. Oh, was it Ray? No, it wasn't Ray. No, he just wanted me to write a couple of jokes, but I'm like, oh, I got to rewrite this piece of crap. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. And now that I know it was written by an award-winning uh, editorialist, I, I don't know. And this is the last line I have. Barry Krieger. Hi, I'm Barry Krieger. Listen to my voice. It's transfixed thousands of people every night for years on the news over TV 22. And they didn't know I never wore pants. Just my news briefs, eh? Ha-ha! Bazinga! <laughs> by the way, if you're needing a reverse mortgage, you can talk to me after the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as the as the author of of, of the original, <laughs> I do want to say this is constructive criticism. No, no, yeah. no. I like the Krieger stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I would have paid to hear Barry go bazinga. I would have uh, you know? paid to see that too. You know, but, uh, we never get the chance. Oh, well, you know, I was too late. <laughs> you were too- <laughs> when you, uh, but I'm the kind of guy that would write it like a term paper, like uh, five hours before it was due. So uh, that's the kind of how I work. Well, you you live in the moment. Here. I do live live yeah. live yeah. radio. You're now, living in the moment. I had sat on that script for nearly three weeks before I decided, <laughs> hey, yeah, I got to write this for Barry. 
So See, that's, that's, that's why he couldn't be the journalist that you are, because you know how to hit a deadline. <laughs> well, you guys hit deadlines all the time. Here. Well, I mean, we've listen. <laughs> open lines seemed like deadlines this morning. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, not everything you write is uh, is, is terrible. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, that's it's good to know. I mean, except, yeah. for that, except for that, I mean, <laughs> wow. Well, I I am not a professional comedian. Unlike Mr. Nagel. Right. So um, I, I, I bow to his expertise here. Listen, I know you and Ray and Barry were all popular during the vaudeville <laughs> days, but, uh, you know, <laughs> times have changed. The jokes are outdated. Uh, we need to freshen it up a little bit. <laughs> The vaudeville days. Oh, this is oh, this is write all this stuff down. This is that's really good stuff. That's really say, good yeah. stuff. I was gonna say who actually wrote your script? Was it you or Brad Shepard? Because that uh, sounds like whoa, sounds like it's something you would. Did I did I mince hey, my words Brad, at all? Let me tell you something. Brad Brad can slay a room. There's no doubt about it. When that guy when that guy's hitting his mark, he hits. I'm sure he can. He but, hits. Uh, just a little constructive criticism no, on no, your no. very last day. <laughs> no, I, I, that's fine. That's so fine. Dobbs, you stink. <laughs> so what? So what are you gonna do in your, on your last day? You're gonna go on a blaze of glory, like you know, <laughs> blaze steel of- pens, or remove all the M, remove all um, the W's from the keyboards? <laughs> I, I like that. Eight. No, no. I got a couple stories to write, and I've been told that I should be at the office for lunch. I say, okay, fine. Um, and then I'm going to sneak off. Yeah. Oh, and, they had and that just, early bird special over at Denny's, right? You know, I, Moon's over I, I saw Ray Herschel the other night, and I said, Ray says, we got to get together. I said, yeah, excellent. I said, how do you feel about getting together for supper? Four o'clock okay? Because the two of us... <laughs> You know, we'll bring Goonan, you know, and yeah. we can park our walkers near the booth. Right, and, yeah. and uh, oh, yeah, and there's nothing better than like Applebee's at four o'clock and on you'll, a Friday. And, you, and you'll be in bed. It by smells s- of desperation. That's yeah. what it smells like. You'll be home and in bed by 6.15. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll have a couple gummies. I'll, I'll be all tucked in yeah. and ready to go. I, I do have to thank you because I think the first time I met you was back at the, the poorhouse uh, yes, many years ago, yes. and you came to watch this open mic comedy night yeah. that we had started uh, down there at the poorhouse. Yeah. And uh, you actually, called me, you called me Wilford Brimley. I didn't call you that. Pat Oates called you Wilford Brimley, and uh, uh, and that name kind of stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Every time we'd see it, we'd say that's uh, why Mr. I changed Brimley. my beard to the goatee. You know, I had yeah. to get away from that. But the reason I bring that up is because it's just another example of you know, finding out what's going on locally and not just saying, hey, there's an open mic going on down at the poorhouse. But you're right, and you wrote a nice little piece about about that thing, which piqued interest uh, through other people to come out and see that show. So uh, I just want to thank you for, for, for helping me start my career. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I was yeah. enthralled until he made the laughing noise there at the end of well, the statement. Hey, you know, but, uh, no, no but, I remember doing that, quite frankly. Yeah, but, yes. in, but in all sincerity, I mean, I thought that was nice that you, because you, you don't get a lot of recognition when you're in that type of business and you're trying no, to get but people it was, to come out to me, and see shows. You know, uh, yeah. this is, it was a local art, arts event, a local entertainment event, and with a guy that people know through the radio. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's a logical story to do. And I remember it was pretty damn funny. You yeah. guys did well. Well, Michael, I, and I, I mean this in all sincerity. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. This is, this is great news that you're going to be able to go out on your own terms, and uh, and you've had a great career. And what you've provided for uh, for this area has been an essential service to actually get down to to stories that people need to hear about that they may not find anywhere else. 
but are equally as important as anything else written in town. So thank you very much for, for everything you've done. And thank you guys. It's been a pleasure coming in and talking with you over the years. Um, and uh, every time on I'm on your show, there's there's buzzing in the office, and people will say, I heard you on Bax and fill in the blank. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this morning. I'm trying to be politically correct and here, you kids. Did it. You, do so, you were, you were uh, fine. Bax and fill in the blank, and, and it's it's always, always an event that I look forward to. So well, thank you. Right, so very good, good being here today. appreciate it. Michael Dobbs, the outgoing managing editor of The Reminder. It's 824 on Rock 102. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 is bringing you Patriots football all season long, Sunday. This Sunday, October 2nd, the Patriots head to Green Bay to take on uh, God's team, the Green Bay Packers. The pregame show begins at 1.30. Kickoff schedule for 4.25. Uh, Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Coming up uh, next week, I'm going to talk to uh, Springfield Police uh, Superintendent Cheryl Clapperud. Yep. and uh, coming up on uh, one of those days. One of those days. Yeah. Got Zolak uh, next week and uh, Scott Cohen. Yeah, so that's uh, what's going on so far. This week. And infotainment. There you have it. By the way, uh, just for those of you who are big fans of Maxie's Musical Fun Bag, uh, that this week will be postponed because the uh, the Green Bay Patriots game will, uh, the post-game wrap-up are going to go right through. It will, it's going inter- to in, uh, interfere with my ability to play all that great rock music for you at uh, 9 o'clock. So uh, it'll be a week before it comes back. But it'll be back. There you have it. News is next on Rock 102. Have you? 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. There uh, still is a big mess on uh, I-91 in uh, Windsor. Now, unfortunately, I just lost that page, which uh, which said there was a traffic backup. And apparently it's all cleared up because, oh, yeah, tractor-trailer crash closes both lanes of traffic on I-91 in Windsor. State police said uh, three left lanes were closed between exits 44 and 45 on the northbound side, and two left lanes were closed between exits 45 and 44 on the southbound side. They said if you're in that uh, mess, find a different route. Oh, there you go. But it's not uh, it's not cleared up. I don't think so, but it's no longer breaking news, so maybe it is. See, this is what we were just talking about, about trying to find accuracy in, in things that were reporting on well you know if they uh, if they reported on that story about an hour ago that's about as accurate as you're going to get and now on to other stories uh here's an update uh, for hurricane ian mount pleasant south carolina mayor will haney said uh, east cooper medical center is experiencing a power outage and is running on a generator lucy beckham high school also lost power friday morning why is this on the national news thing <laughs> i don't I don't know. Anyway, the National Weather Service uh, reported the hurricane force wind gust of 74 miles per hour. Just offshore of South Carolina, wind gust of 66 miles per hour was measured along the south end of uh, of Folly Beach. Uh, So that is headed straight towards South Carolina now, and we'll see some sort of path of destruction with that, too. Because it's not just about the winds. It's about all this flooding. And just because you don't live inland... Or, you, or just because you live inland doesn't mean you're not going to get flooded out because this thing is bringing torrential rains. It's the uh, to 12 inches of rain. The the videos that you've seen in the last uh, day or so since uh, since Wednesday, you know, some of them are just unbelievable. I mean, it, obviously we've seen worse storms in the world, but this is really bad. This is real bad stuff. Yeah, this is going to be one of those uh, ones that will be going down in the annals of history. I believe it's pronounced annals. Is it? 
It is. Or yes. is it no, deep enough it. to say that word? It's annals. Okay. Two people have. I like how you correct me, like you're some sort of, uh, you know. No, I'm. I'm not here to, you know, to be uh, English scholar. No, I'm not an English scholar. I'm not trying to be like you know, elitist here. I'm just uh, saying that uh, it's pronounced annals. It's annals of history. No, it is. I mean, there are plenty of them in history, but no, in this case, it's annals. Well, why don't you shove it up your annal? That doesn't even make any sense. Sure, it does. <laughs> To me, it does. Uh, two people have been sentenced to state prison after pleading guilty to charges involving theft from an elderly man with dementia. According to prosecutors, between 2018 and 2020, 47-year-old Jason Hammond of Turner's Falls and Rebecca, 39-year-old Rebecca Campana of Greenfield began stealing the man's money by cashing hundreds of checks under false pretenses while knowing that the victim suffered from dementia and lacked the capacity to consent. Hammond pleaded guilty to charges of conspiracy and three counts of larceny from an elder over $250. Campana pleaded guilty to conspiracy of two counts of larceny from an elder over $250. They were each sentenced to three to five years in prison. Uh, the defendants richly deserve state prison sentences for the repeated exploitation of a vulnerable elder, said ADA Weber. Anyone who suspects this sort of abuse might be happening is encouraged to contact their local police department, the attorney's office, or Elder Protective Services. If you're that much of a dirtbag to take advantage of someone who is elderly, mm-hmm. who may be suffering from dementia, and you only get three to five years, doesn't that seem like kind of a light sentence to you? It does seem like a way too light sentence. Especially someone who is, now you said they've been convicted a couple of times? Yes. Like this is not the first time around with these people. No. And you're only giving them three to five years. That's the way it goes. I get that. By the way, I'm being told that that, uh, that accident in uh, in Windsor, you said? Yeah. Um, not cleared, and ain't going to be cleared up for quite a while. Yeah. It that said, is coming up from a reliable source. It said it involved a tandem tractor trailer, which I believe is the double. Yes. It's not just the one tractor, not just the one trailer behind it. It's two. Uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a trucker. I've never, been, uh, never made uh, my living riding the, uh, the great roads of this great country. But uh, I believe that's right. You're not a trucker? I am not a trucker. I would go to a truck stop, though. Don't mind a truck stop. Uh, picking up all the lot lizards out in the truck stop? No, I was thinking more of them uh, truck stops that uh, have like uh, you know so a, a delicious uh, diner next to it. Where you load up on, on comfort food. Mm-hmm. And then you take a shower before you get back on the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of those. That's you what put, I'm talking about. A couple of quarters in the, uh, vend- the shower vending machine. That's right. You know, I've traveled quite a bit up and down the uh, the East Coast. Drove for miles and miles, right? <laughs> and uh, I got familiar with quite a few rest stops along the way, especially traveling traveling with two kids. Sure. When they were younger, they had a hard time holding the bladder. You know, we'd we'd stop to go to the bathroom, and then uh, twenty minutes later, hey, I gotta go to the bathroom again. You know, we'd pull over. Yeah. I've been in some uh, really classy places along the way. The pilot rest stops. Are those some are, of the best ones that I've ever seen. Those are good ones. They're clean, and uh, again, you're right. They do have the shower they got, facility. They got the shower, and some of them, depending on where you go, the food is fantastic. You know, years ago, <clears throat> uh, when I was in Illinois, John Madden did uh, this whole thing about one of his favorite truck stops because I think they were going to like St. Louis for a game or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, he was ta- He mentioned this one truck stop. And I thought, well, yeah, if John, if it's good enough for John Madden, yeah. it, it's going to be good enough for me. 
God damn it if he wasn't right. That was the best truck stop food I had ever had. And it was just it's just old home cooking type of type of grub. See, scrap on the old feed bag and plow the old chow hole until you can't even move anymore. See, I mentioned this back uh, in April when I went down there, and I'll probably do it again when I go n- next year. Uh, Bucky's. Bucky's. Bucky's is supposed to be this, like, uh, uh, truck stop heaven. They got over 100 gas pumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, it, the thing is the size of a Walmart, and it's uh, it's nothing but convenience foods and tchotchke things that you can buy on your road trip all yep. in one place you're eliminating the middleman by stopping at every other place along the way let me tell you something there was one year we were driving uh, back to wisconsin mm-hmm. and uh, you go through uh, you go through amish country in ohio oh yeah in ashtabula ohio and there was this big gigantic amish restaurant like enormous they I mean it probably fit like 500 people just the biggest restaurant I've ever seen and you know you pulled over and you got uh, you got your pies and you got your meatloaves and your uh, your your country fried steak. Oh my God, it's so freaking good. The Amish know how to do it. I tell you what, yeah, you you uh, I, I, we can talk about them because you know they're not listening, but uh, they know how to make themselves a meal. Hey, they can I, raise a barn, uh, put together a quilt, and make dinner, and I, you will not be disappointed in any of them. I told you, my dad used to. That was our yearly trip out to Pennsylvania Dutch country. Yeah. Man, that was some good times. Man, you, you, you're you really selling the sizzle on it, too. Hey, I remember getting stuck in traffic and uh, listening to the rescue of baby Jessica. Oh, as, yeah. As we came back from our trip from Pennsylvania Dutch country. Man, that was some good times. Riveting. Uh, and East Longmeadow, man, uh, was... What? How do you pronounce that? East Longmeadow. Yes. Yeah. An East Longmeadow man was criminally summoned for a marked lanes violation and negligent operation after allegedly crashing into a U.S. postal truck in Wilbraham. Police said after an investigation uh, reportedly revealed that 67-year-old William Allen Kemple may have fallen asleep at the wheel. The summons is for a marked lanes violation and negligent operation. They added that the uh, postal uh, driver was taken to Bay State Medical Center with minor injuries. Why do they give uh, the driver like the three name thing, like he's some sort of serial killer or something? Like a like a John Wayne Gacy kind of thing. A William Allen Kemble. Let's just say Bill Kemble from Mace Longmeadow. I don't know. Probably to distinguish him from other Bill Kemples that are out there. It's probably more than one. That's true. Uh, two teenagers are facing more than twenty charges of breaking into cars throughout Springfield, according to a news release from the department. Detectives have been investigating several groups of teenagers involved in car break-ins while driving around in stolen motor vehicles. On September 14th at around 2.30 a.m., officers were called to Barrington Drive for reports of individuals breaking into cars. The suspected vehicle was found around 3.30 a.m. traveling on Wilbraham Road. As officers attempted to conduct a traffic stop, the driver refused to stop. The driver lost control of the vehicle on Broadway Street in Chicopee, and five suspects (laughs) attempted to run away. Police caught two suspects, 16-year-old and a 15-year-old, the, through speaking with witnesses and victims and reviewing hours of video, the 16-year-old is facing 22 charges and the 15-year-old uh, juvenile is facing 24 charges relating to breaking and entering to motor vehicles. Now, you said there were five of them? Yes. You know those two are going to flip like a like a cheese omelet. It was, it was Johnny. Johnny yeah. did it. It was Johnny and Steve and Bill. And, and, and they all made me do it. I would, I mean, if it were me, I would sing like you wouldn't believe. I'd talk. I'd... I'd I'd bury those bastards for trying to get away while I, I had to bear the uh, the responsibility of our crimes. Well, listen, you're a teenager. What's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? 
Slap uh, on the wrist. Your mom and dad find out, and they take away your like PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty bad. What am I going to do with myself? Study for school? Good. <laughs> Please. Uh, this seems like the premise of a 90s movie. A very strange survey asked pet lovers to imagine that their animals could talk and what the positives and negatives would be. <clears throat> First off, people believe that, hypothetically, dogs would be most likely to start speaking to us. And the biggest concern is that they'd gossip and reveal all of our secrets. Like, uh, like how you really don't like people in your life or mm-hmm. something like that. The next most popular concern is that your dog wouldn't stop talking once it started. I know my dog wouldn't shut up. I know it. I knew. I know that he would just keep talking all day long. Yeah. Guess I think- what I did today? I grabbed the ball and I ran down the field and I brought it back. Guess what I did after that? I grabbed the ball, I ran down the field, and then I came back with it. See, my dog would be busy making demands all day. Mm-hmm. Let me outside. Let me outside. Yeah. Feed me. Let me outside. Lift the lid on the toilet. Well, that's what they do. They yeah. do it all day. They're speaking to you in uh, in their dog talk. The next most popular concern is that your dog uh, wouldn't stop talking when it started. The biggest worry is that the dog wouldn't be politically correct and would insult someone. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, I can see our dog you know, not having any filter at all. I'm not eating this meal in the kitchen. Only bitches belong in the kitchen. <laughs> see, that's... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, no filter at all. Yeah. Also, uh, people think dogs would be more likely to say something mean than cats, which I think is completely opposite. I think the cat would be the a-hole no, in the situation. I, I think the cat would uh, would say nothing to you out of spite. Yeah. Cat doesn't really care that much. A cat, you know, could take you or leave you. A dog, you know, kind of requires you to be paying attention to them. They're very needy. The big, they're, they're attention seeking. The biggest benefits of having a talking pet would be that they could explain their food preferences. They could let us know if something was wrong, and they could tell us if they're feeling sick or tired. Listen, I don't mind kibble, uh, you, know, you know, twice in, in one day, but every day for 365 years for the remaining nine years of my life, I'm getting a little tired of this kibble. Yeah, my dog would be like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go out for a little while, okay? Uh, I appreciate that healthy food that you, you know, that uh, you spent so much money on. Uh, and it'll sit in the bowl there, yeah. and uh, I'll eat it once you leave. I'm going to get into that trash can as soon as that bastard yeah, then, walks out the door. Then you know what you'd have to do? You'd yeah. have to take out the trash every time you leave the house. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's got an empty, an empty, uh, empty garbage basket. Yeah. But yet the bowl is still full with the healthy food that I've purchased for him. Yeah, at top dollar. Top dollar. Right. That uh, taste of the wild ain't no uh, taste of the cheap, if you know what I'm saying. That blue buffalo that I bought uh, actually blew a lot of money to buy that blue buffalo. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really about the dog talking. Because, again, he would reveal the Listen, I like, I like the dog. Yeah. If he starts talking, there's a chance I might not like what he has to say. Guess what he did when everybody left the house? <laughs> you think I'm bad with the licking part? <laughs> you should, you should see. see what he puts what? that thing into. It's disgusting. Yeah, gross. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Get ready for the Barnyard's biggest sale of the year. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 with Motley Crue. The Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 
Uh, sunny right now, but uh, cloud cover coming in a little bit later on today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 57. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, you don't uh, you do not do the TikToks, do you? No, I watch them every once in a while, but I don't actually have a TikTok. Or yeah, I mean, one. I, I've, uh, I mean, I've got an account. I've never posted a video. Mm-hmm. And yeah, part of me thinks like, well, okay, well, I'm a 56-year-old man. Um, you know, what kind of, uh, do I want to get involved in this? Do I not want to get involved in this? And uh, every time I'm scrolling through TikTok, I'm always wondering, hey, um, do these people have like responsibilities in their lives where there are no consequences to these videos? Because there's plenty of people that'll put stuff on TikTok who you wonder, hey, should you really be doing that? That's one of the things I noticed right away. Right. Uh, the, one of the vice presidents of Apple, the vice president of procurement for Apple, Tony Blevins, has left the company after a TikTok video showed him making vulgar comments about women at a car show. Uh, an Apple representative uh, uh, confirmed with CNBC that Tony is leaving Apple, and uh, the departure was spurred by a TikTok video posted on September 5th, and uh, the video wound up being shared or viewed, excuse me, 1.3 million times. Huh. Uh, it's And apparently, it's I think it's still up there. But in the video... You have uh, Blevins uh, getting into an expensive Mercedes sports car and uh, being asked what he does for a living by Daniel Mack. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. Uh, Daniel Mack yeah. goes to people and says, hey, uh, you got a nice car? really like your, uh, your car. What do you do for a living? And people tell him what they do for a living, and that justifies why they're in the car. Daniel Mack goes up to this guy, and Blevins' response is, quote, I race cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women, but I take weekends and major holidays off. Now, for this, you think, okay, uh, do you really want to make yourself known for that stuff? No. Why don't you just say, I work for Apple, I'm a vice president. That would have been enough. Instead, he said, I play golf, I race cars, and I fondle big-breasted women. Yeah, see, if he had said the other thing, uh, you would have been like, oh, uh, do you have any free iPhones in the back? (laughs) I knew they got a new iPhone's coming out. Uh, How is it, and can I I have one? That would have been... That would have been fine. Those are conversation starters. Exactly. Conversation so, killers are when you tell people you uh, you grope women, uh, and uh, that's how you get you. That's how you get your jollies. Now, in uh, in this environment of cancel culture and uh, and consequences, yeah, it's uh, surprising to me how very few people really believe that there are any. <laughs> well, uh, come on, you got all that money back. So do you really have any brains left once you, it all goes to your head? Well, I don't know. See, now he's a an unemployed. Uh, you know, vice president of Apple. He no longer has the job, so all that money that he had at one point is not going to keep coming in. So, if you're gonna do a TikTok video mm-hmm. or uh, you know something on Instagram, uh, just be careful what you're putting out there. Be mindful that uh, sometimes, as funny as you think you're being, you can really look like a big jackhole doing it. I have never had that experience in my entire life. Yeah, I, I know, I know. It seems impossible that something but, like that would happen but, in this day and age. But people like us can get away with that because we're not CEOs of companies. True. We're just douchebags hired to do that kind of humor. See, I think we think we can get away with that. Yeah. But I still think there's a line we could cross. Oh, yeah, there's always a line yeah, there's al- there's always There's always somewhere where we probably shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this guy... Is not one of those guys that's in a position to to do that because he's got uh, women who work for his company and everything else. So uh, just a, a word of warning. Uh, think twice before you 
hit send or agree to be in someone's TikTok video. Just a, a little bit of advice from your Uncle Baxi. Especially if you're going to say inflammatory statements like that. Yes, even if you think it's absolutely hilarious, like you went home and, and told your family, hey, you're never going to guess what I just did. I did a TikTok video, right? Some guy asked me about my car, and I said, I fondle big-breasted women. Hilarious. Oh, what man, could possibly look at go- the laughs that come out of that video. What could possibly go wrong? And, and that's, the, that's even the more surprising part, that a guy who runs a tech company doesn't think that <laughs> some video will have some sort of consequential, uh, you know. Yeah, and now he's been asked to leave. Uh, oh, well. Do you hear that whizzing sound? That's, uh, who was the guy in the apple? Steve Jobs spinning in his grave. <laughs> it's uh, 857 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 912 and Mountain with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I've uh, been asked three times this morning, uh, hey, it's the final weekend of uh, the Big E. You got to go? No. I don't see myself going. I, I, I see myself skipping it one more year. What are you talking about? You don't want to uh, go uh, wallow around and uh, beer spit? It's so tempting. And, uh, it's so, you know, between beer spit and like uh, Clydesdale horse droppings, it's kind of hard to, to say no to it all. But I find myself maybe finding other things to do. Like? Anything. Anything at all. Like nothing? <laughs> like, like sitting around and just watching TV and watching my life just kind of, you know, evaporate in front of me. But. The idea of going to Big E in the final weekend, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about any of that. Uh, let's see. All for one is going to be there? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they were, that was there the other day. I'm looking at the wrong day here. October. Oh, the Baja men are playing this weekend. Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 That's this weekend? They, yeah. they weren't already there? It's September 30th through October 2nd, which would be uh, Sunday. Wow. And then the uh, the American authors are tomorrow. And um, mm-hmm. who else? Alien Ant Farm is there yeah. uh, today. And uh, and like you said, John Waite. And then at the arena, what's going on over there? Let's uh, see. Let me take a look. Happy Together. That's the one you mentioned as well. And Leonard Skinner. See, that all sounds really good. Um, but I... To be honest, the entertainment is never a reason I've ever been... I've ever gone to the Big E. I never went to the Big E saying, you know, I really... Desperately want to see, uh, you know, the Brantley well, Gilbert. Well, I not, would never. That would never have come out of my mouth. That's not true. I uh, I saw Def Leppard there years ago, like twenty years ago. Okay, they played at the, uh, the before they built the pavilion over the Court of Honor stage. It was, uh, it, it was Def Leppard. It, yeah. it was awesome. It was a great show, and everybody came out still dressed like they uh, were in 1987 again. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, that that people don't do it. I just know for me, I've never you know seen the entertainment of the Big E and said that's the reason I'm going to go. Now, if you give me like a moon nut and yeah, like a 18 inch corn dog, you know, well, then that's enough to get me out of the house. No, I go for I, I go for the fights and uh, the dookies hidden in the landscaping. You know what? That is uh, that's definitely a reason to go. Why not? Yeah, there's a listen. There's a there's lots of things to do at the Big E. The entertainment this year, I gotta tell, I gotta gotta tip my hand off to the Big E. This is one of them better years, I think. You know, I mean, uh, it, there uh, have been a couple of thin years, uh, you know, in the past. 
But this year and last year, they really uh, stepped up their game. Yeah, like I said before, uh, the acts are either on the way up or on the way down. But yet, even the ones that are on the way down, or the ones that used to be, people are going to go. Like, I'm going to bet you, you were going to find a lot of people seeing the Baja men tonight. It was uh, it was uh, explained to me uh, many years ago that the Big E should have an H at the end of it, so it would be more like the Big Meh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You gonna go? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there. I mean, listen, uh, you're gonna go. You're gonna have a great time. Am I gonna go? I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. There's a there's a part of me that says maybe I should. But again, but there's a part of me like this afternoon is gonna say no, not today. We'll circle back to that conversation we had earlier in the week. It's not about that they don't have interesting things there because they do. Sure they do. But when you tell me that 180,000 people walked through the gate that day, I don't want to be pushed around and <laughs> not being able to see any of that stuff. I, I don't want to have to park somewhere other than gate nine. Yeah, you got Gene Cassidy up there with a lasso and a whip going, come on, Bible, come on, let's go through, yee-haw. I can't wait for you to pay $10 to park right here. Here's $15 for a steak sandwich because I needed a new Lexus Man, next year. I'm getting thirsty counting all this money, sure could could use myself a $14 beer. Yeah, the economy's hitting everybody, but not me. <laughs> I'm making money hand over fist. Yeah, head alone to Cassidy Beef Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> it's 917 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102.1.